0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. We have an excellent show for you today. I'm sharing an excerpt from my interview with Mike Aguilero. Years ago, Mike started an electrical contracting company, grew it into a $30 million plus annual company in revenue. And now he runs a business coaching outfit called CEO Warrior, where he trains business leaders to think outside the box, change their mindset, and find success in their operation. He had some really great advice, especially in the area of thinking about your mindset and even going past that and not setting your mind in a way, but going into a mind growth. And I thought he had some really bright ideas that can help out any CEO. Hopefully it helps you out as well. So enjoy the episode. Thought I'd start with a pretty broad question and just ask you however you want to take this um, in all the small business owners that you work with and your clients. What uh, do you find are the biggest challenges facing them as a person, as a leader?
1: Yeah, look, it always comes down to belief system and it's going to come down to modeling, right? Like, what was their father and mother like? What was th- their grandfather like? And a lot of them, if you look at like the growth of the world in the last hundred plus years on how we used to do things to how we do it today, you know, you're hoping that generational change happens, but, but how does it happen? If you've been consumed within that, that area of being brought up, like, you know, I always said this, like, you know, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And then when I built my service company, when I was doing probably about $10 million, I was an electrician by trade. And I went to my dad and said, you know, I think you were wrong. Like if you have lemon trees, orange trees, apple trees, you could pick that off. And that's money right there. And my dad told me, I only taught you what my father taught me and what his father taught him. So if you look at that, when I look at what is keeping... You know, what makes that small business owner struggle is it, it comes down to belief and identity. Hmm. Who they become is just a repetition of who they're modeling.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, it, it kind of speaks to that idea of, of being resourceful, kind of maybe being a little creative and how you use those resources. Yeah. And, and we talk about kind of scrappy business owners. Um, is that kind of the the mindset you're angling at?
1: Yeah. And even the term, just so you know, like even the term that most people think about with mindset, right? Um, And I teach all over the place and I speak on big stages and people say to me, oh, I say, it's all about mind what? They say set. And I said, well, let's think about this a minute. If we poured concrete in your mind, it would set, which means it wouldn't change. What about this? What if it's not about mindset? What if it's about mind growth? I think everybody, like if you look at what you've been programmed with throughout your entire life, it's like mindset. We think we know what it is, but what if we're just stuck with how we're there versus mind growth? Maybe somebody reads this article, thinks about this and goes, that's it. That's what I'm missing. I've been thinking like my dad, like my mom. I've been I was around somebody one time, a very wealthy person, very successful. And they said, what do you do? I said i own a very small electrical contracting business He said whoa, whoa 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 wait a minute wait a minute he goes no you don't you own a progressively growing electrical contracting company click hmm. he says every time you stay small you stay small because you're programming yourself not to win to lose and i was like holy mackerel and and it was all these little connections because look I struggled when I started my electrical contracting business. I still struggled for 10 to 12 years. I had every excuse you could imagine. You can't hire people. Uh, your employees are going to steal from you. Nobody works hard. Um, it takes money to make money. And after I flipped it, after finding really smart people to help me with mind growth, In a 10-year period, I went from under a million to $32 million a year, from from two employees to 200 employees in 10 years. And I'm just an electrician. I'm no different than an auto mechanic or someone that's changing wipers or oil channel. I'm no different pulling wires or something. It all comes back to, wait a minute. What have you been told? What do you believe? And then what are you willing to do to change that belief? And until someone's ready, you know what? Matt, they they won't do anything until they're ready. Because I used to go like this. I used to say, it's hard to find good people. It's hard to find good people. There's no good people. What would make me think my brain one day, I would wake up, Matt, my brain would go, hang on a minute. There's lots of great people. No, I told myself, I conditioned myself. There's no good people. Someone told me, they said, what have you said this today? There's great people all around. You just haven't seen them yet, and I will tell you God's honest truth. I turned around that afternoon and I said, "There's amazing people everywhere. I just haven't seen them yet." By the end of the day, someone reached out to me. I said, "Hey, I don't know if you're looking for an electrician, but I got someone who's great." And I was like, "It's like I got chills now thinking about it. It was like a a, a magic thing came over me, and I was like, I hired that guy. Look at the chills on my arm. I got chills talking about. It. And all of a sudden." Guess what I did the next morning? I woke up. I was like, there's hundreds of people everywhere. And before you know it, I went from a couple of me and my partner, two people to 200 employees and a waiting list of people to come work for us. Now I did, I sold my company four years ago to a big private equity firm, but I mean, I had a waiting list of employees and people have read this article and say, ah, you know, I don't believe we'll try it. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no there's no harm in trying a new way of thinking. There's only harm in doing the same way of thinking that's not getting you, right? You know the phrase, I don't know who said it, you know, the thinking that got you to where you're at is not the thinking that's going to get you to where you want to go.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. And we, we talk, we write about that mindset kind of equation so often. And I wonder if it's, it just seems like it's, it can be such a tough thing for some operators or some owners to grasp. I wonder uh, if you have any tricks on, on how you just get them to kind of see the, the potential and the results that can come out of that.
1: I'm going to tell you, I, I found out something. Um, and, and I don't say this to brag because I wish I had a different route. But once I got a taste of having a mentor, a coach, someone who already did it, point out all the obvious things I couldn't see, everything changed. Now in the last 15 mm-hmm. years, I've probably invested, if, if not $2.4 million, nothing in my own education. And most people, Matt, would be like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. I don't believe it. I could prove all of it. Literally $2.4 million or more in 15 years of my own education. Because once I found out, I was like, holy crap. I went from $1 million to $3.5 million in a year. And I was like, once I got it tasted, I was like, Who's the next smartest person to come and tell me something else Mm -hmm. before you know it? 32 million, over 200 million in a five-year period. And I did the same thing when I grew uh, the organization CEO Warrior that I run today. You know, I started that and and the world had a belief about what support should look like, how help. And what I found out is when you get really good, hardworking people, which you're writing for good, hardworking people, anybody that's in this blue collar world. Like they get up, they go get dirty, they work hard, they sweat, you know, all of them, I believe when they get the right level of information at the right time with the right willingness, magic happens for people. And it's not even about changing their own life because you know, they probably, you know, whoever they married, you know, maybe they were used to their father worked hard like that, but they changed their life, which is changing the generations. That's the important thing today. Mm
0: So I'm going to switch gears a little bit to a, a topic that is a big part of our quick maintenance industry, which is like market competition. Uh, you mentioned you sold your your company to private equity. I would guess maybe they were kind of sniffing around your company a bit before they they came to make oh, a deal. Yeah. It happens all the time in our industry, constantly, especially if you're an independent operator. Um, yeah. I was curious if if you feel like the climate for small business owners has changed in that regard with just higher competition, uh, higher market competition and uh, you know, how, what tools they can have to succeed in those, in those conditions.
1: I look, I don't think it changed at all. I think what, I think what happened here is that you no longer can run the business model the way you used to. No. I mean, if you go back, like, look at the gas stations today, I would imagine there's a lot of competition gas station, what you pick. When I was a kid I used to pull up with my dad to a gas station and that guy was your friend. He wiped your windows. He gave a smile. He might've filled up your uh, fluid. Today, you pull up to a gas station, you crack your window because you're worried the guy might have COVID or something, and you throw your credit card out and you hope he deposited it back in. There's no smile. There's no, there's no uh, customer experience there. This was the same thing in my industry for electrical, I think what changes the paradigm for people to get out of this thinking, you know, big box stores or big company or big difference for small people is you have to be willing to do it different. And everybody today has the greatest advantage of all time in history. First, it was already happening before. Forget about the pandemic. Before the pandemic, we already created a sense of social disconnect. I mean, even myself, my kids, uh, they're in the same house. I don't yell for them the more I text them, right? Mm-hmm. Social disconnect. And uh, the pandemic, all it did was create a greater social uh, distance. But we're in a day now that people are starving for connection and they're starving for experience. When I built my service company, uh, it was called Gold Medal Electric. I changed it to Gold Medal Service. I wanted this experience to be from the phone call, like you were calling Disney. That's what I wanted to sound like, that level of friendliness. Mm-hmm. And, and when we went to the house, I wanted them to look at the way our vehicles looked. And I, 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 and this, I think, talks about how to be different, right? Like our vehicles were yellow and black. And, and my theory was, well, if, if God or whatever you believe in made a, a bumblebee yellow and black so you could see that sucker coming, well, it's got to be a good color combination sure. and you can see it from miles away. And that was that was just one aspect of like, how do you make things different? When we went to a house, you don't expect the electrician to show up in black, you know, uh, clean black, you know, iron pants, white button down shirt. You don't think of him, you know, putting things on his feet and putting down a little red carpet because he he will not dare to wipe his feet on your carpet. I mean, the level of experience there that people got changed. Now, look, there's, in that industry you're in or in electrical, let's just say, there's thousands and thousands of them. Mm-hmm. And there's big ones and there's utility companies doing mm-hmm. what we did. Didn't matter. When you create a differentiator, and everybody reading this article knows it, right? Like, look at Domino's Pizza, 30 minutes or less. I mean, how old is that? It's like 15 years old. People still call Domino's. They don't think of that, but they think of speed, Mm -hmm. right? And and if we could get these industries that only have these old models they're following and, and, and they don't think about, well, let me make this so different. Let me make it so modern. Let me make it so unique. I mean, I, when people would come and not a lot of people came to my building, but when they would come, I would tell the front girl, the minute you do is you get up and greet them, ask them if they'd like a cup of coffee or they need a piece of fresh fruit. They need a bottle of water because what I wanted it to be was so experiential and connection for them. And that's just walking into a service company that does plumbing and electrical and HVAC. You go to these places today and and I'm a customer, so I don't change my own oil. I don't do that. I believe in, you know, you hire people for what they do and they hire you for what you do. But I got to tell you, when I go to a place and I get oil and this stuff done, they might say, oh, the wipers are bad, but nobody offers me a cup of coffee. Nobody brings me a bottle of water. Nobody says, hey, take a seat here and here's the restroom. Mm-hmm. It's still like I'm dealing with a garage from when I was 18 years old and I'm 51 now. So I think if people could start thinking, well, what does the world want today? I mean, they want quick, they want quality, they they want a sense of experience and they want a, a sense of being fulfilled, right? They want to be known that they were listened to I mean, I say, if you want to know a great example of like just bad service, like call your cable company or something, and they'll just show you how to be miserable, right? You're waiting on the phone. You try to get to a human. You finally get a human. They say, go on hold. And then the phone hangs up.
0: Mm -hmm. And I don't think
1: it's any different in in your world you're talking about or in the contracting world.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And that's such a great point for small businesses, because, you know, when you're in a a large corporate setting you may not have the power you know at the shop level to make those changes and yeah. those decisions and as a small business i mean you can make waves within a week or however long it takes to
1: implement those changes and that's a gift that they had somebody told me a long time ago like uh you know a big boat it takes a long time to turn it, it takes a lot of decisions where to turn and you think that they're indestructible but the titanic as far as i know is not not there no more right Mm -hmm. a little boat yeah it gets a little turbulence but it can stick and move really fast you can make a decision today and change it tomorrow and i was known for a couple things sense of urgency and 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 quick change right Mm -hmm. because you have to recognize what you hear from your clients today and if you know you need something different Don't spend a month trying to figure it out. Change it tomorrow and then see how that, you know, course correct after that.